Welcome back to the Productivity Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of productivity, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode of the Productivity Digest podcast, we'll be sharing an inspiring story of perseverance and determination. I Got 99 Problems and Giving Up Ain't One by Amy Lee Kite is a personal account of her journey to becoming a published author. After receiving nearly 100 rejection letters from literary journals, an acceptance letter finally arrived. We'll hear how Amy's resilience and refusal to give up on her dream paid off in the end. Let's dive in. I got 99 problems and giving up ain't one. After receiving nearly 100 rejection letters from literary journals, an acceptance letter finally arrived. Written and read by Amy Lee Kite. I eagerly opened the email from another impressive competitive literary journal. We are sorry to inform you that your poetry was not chosen for our upcoming issue. The disappointment was starting to set in as this was about the 90th rejection letter that I had received. This was unfamiliar territory for me as I had previously had much success as a writer. From satisfied clients who hired me time and time again for copywriting projects to publishers who wanted my children's books, I always felt confident and validated as a writer. I graduated with a master's in journalism from a prestigious university. My first job was the managing editor of a travel magazine. I could write anything from an obituary to lyrics. Yet attempting to get poetry published in a literary journal, I quickly learned, was a whole other beast. I was about to be humbled quite quickly. Expect 100 rejection letters. Several months earlier, when I had decided to try to get my poetry published, I began working with a submission team who found places where I could pitch my work. They warned me that while they had great success with their writers, the road was not a short one. I was informed that, on average, writers received about 100 rejection letters before earning that golden acceptance. 100 rejections. It seemed like a foreign statistic. I never imagined for a moment that this harrowing fact would be my reality. The inevitable and often painful part, rejection. Writers have been facing great rejection for as long as people have been publishing works. That's simply part of the game, and I have always been aware of that. But once you've experienced a lot of success, the rejection emails seem to carry an extra condemning weight. Yet some of our greatest writers sat in the same figurative desk as I had, reading those same disappointing responses. There are infamous stories from some of our most successful writers who all face rejection time and time again. Stephen King was rejected by publishers who told him no one would want to read his dark stories. J.K. Rowling was told not to quit her day job. She is said to have received 12 rejections from publishers before publishing Harry Potter. Books including Gone with the Wind, Moby Dick, Lord of the Flies, and Catch-22 were all initially rejected. These are some of our greatest literary works. To imagine that they were initially rejected? In some cases... They were rejected dozens of times. Those writers clearly never gave up on their aspirations. Stephen King said, 
By the time I was 14, the nail in my wall would no longer support the weight of the rejection slips impaled upon it. I replaced the nail with a spike and went on writing. Even Michael Jordan faced rejection. Then there are the stories to which we all can relate, the non-writers amongst us as well. Michael Jordan didn't make his varsity team in high school his sophomore year. Music stars such as Ed Sheeran and Missy Elliott were told they didn't have the right marketable look to succeed in the music industry. There are also countless business people who have their rejection stories, including Walt Disney, who was actually told by a newspaper editor that he lacked imagination. These are remarkable stories, but they tell us something even more remarkable. None of the people mentioned above gave up on their dreams. They all stayed focused or maybe even grew more motivated. They kept moving forward. They believed in their story or their business or their ability to play their sport. They stayed passionate and centered on their goal. Now, as my rejections were adding up, I could have easily quit. As a matter of fact, I could have not even taken on this great challenge to begin with. I could have just reveled in the positive feedback that I had been receiving for years from my clients and from my blogs and children's books. Pushing ourselves to become our best selves. I wanted to take on this next challenge. I wanted to be able to share my work with a different undiscovered audience. And I wanted to succeed at something that was a great challenge. But getting there was far from easy. As a new rejection appeared in my inbox almost daily, I did think about giving up on the journals. Then I thought about something that one of my favorite writers once said. Sylvia Plath said, I love my rejection slips. They show me I try. That is something upon which we writers can hang our hats. We are out here trying. We are putting our heartfelt work out there, feeling sometimes like we are tossing it aimlessly toward hungry wolves. It's not an easy thing to do, and it's even harder to do it again and again. With rejection, ironically, comes increased confidence. But here's what I kept reminding myself. It only takes one yes, just one. Before I knew it, I told myself, I would be sharing a link with friends and family to the literary journal that chose to publish a recent poem of mine. I knew this because I believed it. I knew this because I wanted it. I knew this because with each rejection, I only then tried that much harder. I pushed myself further. I continued to improve my craft. I read more of the journal's poems and became more aware of the style they were seeking. I stuck with it. And guess what? After that 99th rejection letter, the first acceptance letter came. Then soon thereafter, another acceptance letter came. As my confidence continued to build, I wrote more fearlessly. I took risks and the editor seemed to like them. Another acceptance came, this time for all three of the poems I had submitted. So if you are not having success in getting your work published or in any area of your life, don't give up on your goals. Use those rejections as forces to push you forward. Use those disappointments as opportunities to improve. Use those ego busters as reminders that many great writers, business people, athletes, and stars before you were humbled by rejection as well. These painful times will indeed make you better. If you can hold on to your passion and continue to improve and evolve, then these rejections will work in your favor. They will lead not only to better quality work, but they will lead to the acceptances for which you strive. So stick that spike in the wall 
and let those rejections pile on with full abandon. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, The Self-Improvement Digest, The Psychology Digest, and The Life Digest. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.